What is up, BA family, and welcome to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast, where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. Today, we have the owner of Lawless Company, an investor, golf enthusiast, and musician, Ty Presley, join the show. Ty grew up as a musician and in the Texas country music scene, where he learned from greats. He had since taken his love for music and the scene itself and created his own company, The Lawless Company. Lawless Company carries unique bags, hats, and gear that has been seen worn on a lot of guys in the industry today and is quality, quality products. As the entrepreneur that Ty is, he has expanded the Lawless brand to Lawless Exposure and even a golf branch that is coming soon with golf gear as well. Ty and I discuss his background growing up around the Texas country music scene and also his experience with investing in Forex and crypto in the state of the financial market today as well. So that was really cool to kind of dive into that aspect, which has helped Ty create the life that he has now. So we talk about that along with key attributes and traits of an entrepreneur and kind of his story. It was a really interesting talk, very diverse, and I got a lot out of this. It's always great to hear from people who have done things that you want to do. And Ty has done that by establishing himself in a niche position to continue to create and expand his brand, The Lawless Company. If you enjoyed today's podcast you can find ty at ty underscore lawless company and check out all the great stuff that he has continuing to come i look forward to seeing this guy flourish and all of his ideas continue to grow and branch out today's episode is brought to you by garden fresh media they're a media company with social media design branding video web design whatever you need to make your dream a reality, to put out there to the world. Content is a key piece when it comes to this and Garden Fresh will handle everything that you need there. To take the next step in business, media is not just an option, it is a requirement. So go check them out. You can find them at gardenfreshmedia.com and if you use promo code BREATHE50, you will get $50 off your first logo design You can find them again at GardenFreshMedia.com. Garden Fresh Media, no media, no growth. If you're a first-time listener, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. You can go check us out on Instagram at Breathing, that is Breathing with no G, Breathing Air Podcast on Instagram. I continue to post quality content there for you guys and stay consistent and also give you sneak peeks as to what is to come. I would love to chat with you there as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go hit that purple subscribe button and give us a rating and review. I don't ask for much, but do this to help move the show along and also let me know how I'm doing. 
What's something that you want to hear more of? What's something you want to hear less of? I always love to hear any type of feedback that y'all have, and it is much appreciated. So without further ado, I cannot wait to introduce to you, coming from the great state of Texas, Mr. Ty Presley. Ty Presley, thank you so much for coming on, brother. Hey, guys. How's it going? How's it going? Thanks for having me very much. Yeah. So you got a tournament coming up, golf tournament. We're both golf fans. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on with this tournament? Did you get some? Yeah. Yeah. So I jumped in the the last uh, end of last season. It's called the Golf Weekly Amateur Tour, like Golf Weekly Magazine, uh, the ones that I hosted. And uh, it's all around DFW. They have them all over the country. But uh, it's kind of a flighted tour. Depending on your handicap, you get in there with a bunch of guys, and uh, you pay entry, so there's an overall winner, first, second, third. There's uh, payouts on closest to the pin. Um, you got uh, every hole. There's, you know, skin. So even if you're not in the running for the whole tournament, you know, you can still play every hole to uh, still get a little money in your pocket or whatever. Like this past weekend, I got closest to the pin, which is 150 bucks right there. So, Boom. Hey, that's, yeah. that's what's up. What up? Yeah, I mean, I do have a long-term goal with golf. I played it kind of my whole life. I'm 26 now. So by 30, I'm kind of wanting to be like doing some real amateur, like legit pro, um, you know, maybe Corn Ferry Tour or something like that. If I can push to where I'm hoping to be at at least. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. That's a goal right there. Yeah, it's a four-year goal. It's a long-term goal. But if I kind of keep at the pace I'm at, it's pretty realistic. So That's what's up. What what do you think? And uh, there's something that comes to my head, but like for beginner golfers – uh-huh. is the most important thing to work on to lower their score? That's a good question, man. I would say um, just really rely on what you know you can do. Don't try to be the golfer you see on TV. You know, don't try to hit the crazy shot. Don't try to, you know, go for what, you know, oh, this because this might be the perfect play. Just do what you know you can do. Take the smart shots. You know what I'm saying? Don't try to force everything. Don't go at every pin. Just go towards the middle of the green. You know what I'm saying? Punch out in the middle of the fairway. Don't try to clear the water. If you get this play smart, you can take so many strokes off your score so easily without having to get any better at the game. Yeah. And we can can kind of get into this because you uh, tell me a little bit about the Lawless brand and the kind of how you got to that. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I'm here, yeah, guys. So um, the reason I'm here and kind of what uh, connected uh, me to this podcast is I own the Lawless Company. It is a apparel brand, like a lifestyle brand. Um, and we we sponsor, I, I played music um, in the Texas music industry for about, I don't know, five, six years. Um, helped out bands playing guitar, played my own stuff, wrote, sing um jumping back a little bit um aaron copeland okay um he's a well-known texas artist um he played for casey donahue band um for like five or six years back in the day and i'll tell you how long i've been in this industry i was 13 years old when aaron copeland started giving me guitar lessons and that and then he gave me guitar lessons for like a year so i was 14 so he was probably like 21 when he got in with casey donahue and then did that for four or five years. And then that led me just knowing him and obviously, you know, playing for people like Casey. I uh, just was surrounded, you know, by back then by a lot of artists that are very well known today. Um, you know, your Randy Rogers, your Kevin Fowlers, your Mike Ryan, uh, and all those guys, you know, I was rubbing shoulders with when I was just a kid. 
Um, so I played music for a long time and managed bands and did uh, things just in small bars and uh, really had a passion for just the style and the the kind of just the, the Texas lifestyle, you know, that that kind of Southern, you know, Texas vibe, Leonard Skinner, like a little bit of rock and roll, but a little bit of country, really well-written lyrics. Um, and I've always kind of had this real high fashion aspect of me. I wear these uh, real fancy hats and the, uh, we burn them with torches, you know, the cut down like uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan style hat. And I was kind of always known as being the guy that had the crazy hat and always being the blazer. So I just kind of took that and with my, my passion for, for fashion and knowing all the people that I did in the industry, I just kind of, you, you know, it was like, okay, well, let me take my two passions and my connections. And I asked them, you know, if I was to create, you know, this brand, would you guys, you know, be get behind it, you know, wear it, support it, put it on social. Um, that's kind of where it started, man. And uh, so now it's called the lawless company. Uh, it started in 2018 and uh, the last year or so we've really making some, some big waves. So. Dude, that's incredible. And I, I grew up, for those who don't know, I grew up in Fort Worth, DFW area. I lived in Keller for 10 years. Spent Okay, yeah. I'm from Mansfield, so just right down the way. For sure, yeah. And then I uh, spent two years in Lubbock, Texas. And I know the red dirt scene's big out in Lubbock as well. So, um, yeah. Funny, because I asked a couple of my buddies, like, hey, you guys ever heard of the Lawless Company? Like, yeah, yeah, we know the Lawless Company. So you're definitely making a wave. And yeah, yeah, especially in the Texas scene. And it's kind of crazy, man, how it just spreads, you know, like, especially like you said, through like these college towns like Lubbock and, uh, you know, down there at Texas A&M, you know, because that's where these guys play. So anywhere that those guys kind of play a lot, it seemed to kind of work its way um, down those avenues. And, um, um, sorry, it's not right there. Um, anyways, but really like, I, it's kind of something that I wanted to keep simple that you could, that anyone could really wear. Like, uh, kind of like almost a, a, like compared to a little bit of like, you know, just a like classic Ralph Lauren, you know, just real plain, simple style, but like a high quality fabric, but something that anyone can wear and mix and match with anything. Um, and that's kind of what I did. And we, so I came up with a real signature branding things, um, that we do here, like on the ribs. So it's like a real signature kind of branding right here, which is real unique. Um, the kind of like a little, our little niche that no one does. Uh, and here's those crazy hats that I was talking about. So yeah. we like burn them. We add like stuff on them, like an old, you know, box of matches here, some clothespins and we burn them with torches. Uh, and so we've, uh, Travis Austin is the guy who made this hat and I'm actually doing a collaboration that's dropping next week. Um, so he took some of my leather bags that I have and did his work on them towards the paint and some of our shirts and some of our hats. Um, and you know, he's made hats for Baker Mayfield and lots of stars. He's made leather jackets for G easy. So, um, he's up there, he's coming in and we're going to go hang out with, uh, hopefully get the chance to hang out with Co and Hardy, uh, after Billy Bob's on Sunday night show, they're doing an acoustic show and, uh, Travis, and I are going to link up with them and, and uh, show them some stuff and make some stuff for them. So yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Dude, that's awesome. So how, when you first started, was it something like, hey, I love these hats. I love these designs. This is a passion. I love what you said about like intertwining your connections and your passion together. Did it start? Yeah. Or was it something that's like, hey, let's build on this? Um, actually, the first idea that I came up with was that little signature branding there that I just showed you on the ribs of the shirt. Um, and I knew that that would kind of be like a long-term thing because, you know, I figured like, you know, if I could recreate my own like Nike check, 
you know, like here on the, you know, like, you know, front left, you know, where everyone puts their logo. You get what I'm saying? If I can, you know, recreate that with this little rib logo, then create my own little niche, you know, long term where, you know, 10 years from now, if you see a shirt with a little logo on the ribs, you immediately know, that, hey, that's a Lawless Company shirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so that's kind of what started Well, that was like my first little idea that I kind of really ran with. And I spent eight months um, going back and forth uh, between Austin um, with a uh, company called Stitch of Texas that helped me kind of uh, R&D and design the shirt. And then I would send that to Peru, where I found uh, where some of the best cotton in the world comes from. And, you know, we're going back and forth with them, getting samples made and getting the shirt, you know, really perfect and how I wanted it. And then, um, you know, we went all in and had the whole line made. But what's really been crazy, and it's funny you mentioned the hats, is just I'm a huge hat guy. Uh, I've always worn hats myself. And, you know, so I just wanted to make, you know, some simple hats with our brand on them. But really the hats have taken off more than anything. Um, so lately over the past, you know, year, once we kind of noticed that that was a, a hot trend, we've really kind of gone in on all the, all the ball caps for sure. And we have lots of different styles and logos and all kinds of different things that we've put on the hats. And then now me and Travis doing that little collaboration, we're also going to have the, the big fancy hats like this one as well. So, um, yeah, man, it's kind of, we're kind of just giving the people what they want. Um, same thing. Like, I. uh, you know, we're doing the Lawless Links. So it's going to be a Lawless Golf branch where we're going to do some law. I have actually the hats being made right now, golf gloves, um, some stuff like that that'll have Lawless Links on it. So I'm um, kind of just running in the direction that, you know, what the people want, demand, and just putting my touch on it. Yeah. You spoke about like your sampling. And I think this is important for people to know, you know, you have a specific branding, like you said, on the ribs and then sampling, you want it to be a shirt that's, you know, perfect in, in the yeah, yeah. materials and stuff. So what was your sampling like branding process like when it came to making sure you had the right materials? Yeah, man. Good question. So um, I kind of always liked, um, I basically just took all of my favorite t-shirts, um, you know, not like your basic, you know, Heinz t-shirt, but like, you know, you're, you know, tailored more about, you know, branded you know, t-shirts. So I really wanted like that hem that kind of comes down the front and kind of drapes down the back a little more and more up on the sides. Um, I really wanted like just a super like soft, nice fabric that would lay down, you know, correctly and not look weird. I didn't want like the collars that were all the scrunchy stuff. So our collars are kind of like a double laid over fabric with a double stitching. So it lays nice and flat. Um, we hang dry all of our stuff or we recommend it. And it, and it keeps just a really nice um, and soft what fit and form, feel when you do it that way. But really, you know, I just wasn't, you know, cutting any corners when I had them made. I just really took my time to make sure that if, it, if I was going to buy a shirt to wear every day, that that is how I would want it. And that's kind of, you know, me being kind of a picky person myself. That's kind of what I did. So same thing with the hats and everything. We really don't cut any corners. We try to make it as nice and as quality as possible without, you know, breaking your leg on the price. Yeah, absolutely. Was there a leap of faith that you had to take with Lawless, like where you said, hey, I'm going all in on this? Definitely, man. Yeah, definitely. I had to take out, you know, I took out a business loan and had to make, make some moves. And, you know, it was, and that was the thing when I, you know, I took out that first business loan to really make it happen. And like, regardless of whether it works or not, I still have to pay that money back. So 
when that is, you know, kind of the circumstances that you're in, you really find a way to make it work, I guess you could say, you know. So, you know, it's kind of like at all costs, you're all in at this point. So once that move was made, um, you know, I definitely put, you know, did everything I could to make it work. You know, you know, you don't, there's, you don't be too pushy in the industry, but, you know, you just try to find something that the people like and the people want. If you can do that, you really don't have to force anything upon anyone. You know, it's, it kind of, it just comes with the nature of, you know, them, they like the product. Right. Providing a, providing a solid product. A yeah, yeah. And it sells itself once you get a solid product like that and you just get word of mouth, and, you know, it really travels faster than you think. Yeah. How, how detrimental was it for you with like having those great connections in the industry to be able to kind of push this and get it to be trained? Yeah, man, that's, that's really huge, man. I mean, I was, you know, blessed and lucky enough to rub shoulders with some really amazing talents in the industry and lucky enough to be friends with them. I play golf with a lot of them. I play golf with Mike Ryan and we're good buddies. And, you know, it's just in, and a lot of them are just doing it, you know, pure friendship and just, and just helping me out, you know, and I don't ask a lot of them. I just try to, you know, put them put, keep some cool clothes on them and you know help them out when i can and uh, we throw uh i'm starting to throw some little like events and stuff where my lawless artists you know the guys that i sponsor i get them together and, and put on some shows and stuff uh, in the metroplex so those are becoming pretty cool and i'm you know finding ways to you know where you know obviously i want to make every relationship beneficial for both parties so that's really what i focused on doing you know for these guys helping them out spreading their you know their word about their music and their brand and where they're playing and um i'm hopefully going to do some collaborations where i make some apparel and some hats for these guys um you know they'll be made by lawless but it'll be like a lawless hat for andrew Sebner or for aaron copeland so we're going to do some collabs and some brandings with these artists and help them out with some different things. So it's going to be really neat here in the near future. This year is going to be a big year with a lot of different things that we're doing. Yeah, that's super, super exciting. I know that you uh, started coming back from, we were talking the other day, you were coming back from some video shoots. So is there a video yeah. tied to Lawless as well? Yeah, so um, I just opened up Lawless Exposure. Um, so basically, man, it's crazy. And it was just kind of something that was like almost needed, um, in a way, uh, you know, obviously social media is huge. So you're always needing content for that. And not only with that, um, you're wanting like every time we have new products or anything, I was having to hire a photographer or hire someone to come out and do you know a photo shoot. And I've always done it myself and I've been really good at it, but I just didn't really, I just really had invested the money in all the equipment which photography is a lot of money and equipment to do it correctly. Um, so I just, you know, around Christmas time, I just kind of thought, well, I might as well, all the people that I sponsor also need music videos, social media content, acoustic videos, you know, video pictures and videos at all their shows. So it was the same people that, you know, I was already working with. I just needed another service. Um, and I, a good friend of mine had already, um, been doing that and was really well, um, you know, informed and you know, good, at, good at it. So he's been kind of teaching me how to run premiere, which is the software that you edit all that stuff in. And, um, you know, so now that I have, you know, basically learned, I had a lot of knowledge about it, but, you know, he helped me learn the little bit that I needed, you know, to kind of push it forward. Um, so now I've just, you know, been buying all the stuff that I need to do all that. So now we've been doing, you know, full music videos and, you know, all like the social media content for these artists, we lay it out in like a 16 week plan, you know, so these guys really don't have to do, you know, worry or do anything at all to where, you know, we, we come out for a day, 
get a bunch of content and then, you know, we make like a Google document or something for them to where, you know, they can come in there and, you know, copy the picture or the caption and paste it. And, you know, a lot of these artists are busy doing other stuff or, you know, a lot of them you'd be surprised aren't really care for the social media that much. Um, a lot of those musicians, they really just care about the music and, and the pride in that, but they're not, they're not big on the tech and the, and all that stuff. So we try to make it as easy as I can for them. You know, just here, we're going to get all the content, you know, just, hey, set a reminder on your phone. You know, when that reminder goes off, go and grab, you know, today's post, picture, post it. Um, and we just try to lay it out to help these guys grow in the industry. And kind of the same thing I was saying, you know, I want to help the Texas music industry any way I can, um, you know, and putting the lowest brand, you know, on it. It's just a way to kind of help these guys, you know, with, you know, whether it be fashion or sponsoring a video or whatever it may be, you know, we, we, we go out and shoot these videos and I can also sponsor them, you know, at the same time and put Lawless on it. So it just, it's a, the, the two worlds really kind of coincide together and I just kind of brought them together and made it work. Yeah. How important is it? Because it seems like Lawless, you know, you got Lawless links, you got exposure, you got the mm-hmm. search side of things. So mm-hmm little bit about how important it is to adapt and as an entrepreneur and to be able yeah to those lanes yeah man um i had a good job for about four or five years from like uh about 18 to like 22 and uh really grinded man i started at like 14 15 dollars an hour and customer service and you know by the end of the year and a half two years i had my own office it was running a sales department and and doing way more than I probably should at that age. Uh, I was with a newer company and I helped it grow and it grew quicker than probably everybody expected. And uh, long story short, I essentially kind of got laid off for no reason, given $6,000 severance pay because I was in a position at 22 years old and they were needing to fly me to Vegas and make business deals with 40, 50 year old men. And they didn't want to send a 22 year old to go do it. Um, so I didn't, that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and just things looking back and like, you know, if I wanted to take a day off or ask for a vacation, you know, and I'd plan it and ask for, you know, six months in advance. And then when the, the time came to me to take it off, everybody would act like I'm doing something wrong. And I just didn't like that vibe and I didn't like the way the whole thing went down. So I told myself that if I could ever, if I can control it, I'm never going to work for anyone else again. Um, and I kind of just told myself that. So I um, took that $6,000 and I had been trading Forex on the side at the time. And I took that $6,000 and invested it in Forex. And essentially I've been living off that $6,000 till this day. Um, and I just kind of, you know, made it work. Um, and we can get into the Forex stuff here in a minute as well. But yeah, like you're saying, adapting is really, you know, all I've done, you know, since that, that day, you know, I adapted and took that money to make it here. And then I took, made money in Forex and got enough money built up and then got enough assets where I could start the Wallace company and then start this and then start that. So, you know, it's just completely, that's, that's really all it is about. And it's just adapting and going down different avenues and some work and some don't, but you know, you just got to keep grinding. Yeah, that's that's huge. That really is. And it's the relentless side of things and of entrepreneurship that isn't the, as mm-hmm. side. But, uh, yeah, yeah, and it's not for everybody. I have friends of mine that, you know, wake up at 5 a.m. and, you know, punch a clock and some of them even work two jobs and they have no problem doing it. But they, you know, they sit there and tell me is I would never, you know, 
like take a spend money to get money or they don't want to take a risk. They have no problem. They, they like the stability and the, you know, the, no matter what they're going to get a paycheck, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And then that's the way that some people like, that's the way that they want to work. And that's the way that their brain works. They just, they want to work and they want to get a paycheck and that's completely fine. That's just not the way that I'm wired. You know, I want, I want to work and I want to grind and, I want to find ways to make it, to make it happen. That's not, you know, being told or doing the same thing every day. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Let's get into that, uh, asset investment kind of thing, that four X investment that change, like what's your, uh, background with investments. And, and I know that you have a little branch off of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I own a company called, uh, Bulletproof Investments. Um, you can go to bulletproofinvestment.info. Um, and I don't know if you put like links to, to the subscriptions in the podcast. I'm sure you do, but we'll link, we'll put all of the links in the subscription for you guys. But um, yeah, so Bulletproof Investments, I guess that's the long the company I've had the longest. It's kind of been the, the bread roller for all of the other ones. Uh, so essentially, um, I, they trade Forex. Um, which is buying and selling currencies. Uh, the simplest way to explain it to anyone listening out there that has no idea what it is. Um, if you were to, you know, fly um, to Me- to Mexico, for example, to, you know, today, and you had a hundred dollars, you're going to get a certain amount of pesos back. Um, you know, and if you were to fly there tomorrow, you're going to get a different amount of pesos back, um, and it changes that quickly. Um, so basically, all I do is buy and sell currency off the exchange rate. Um, and there are telltale signals in the charts and looking at the news. Uh, there's apps and websites that you can go to that will tell you when news comes out and the level that it kind of uh, that's going to have on the market, like kind of like a you know yellow, green, red type situation. Um, and um, so I traded forex and I started bulletproof. I well I traded forex on my own and. You know, I lost my money at the beginning and ultimately ended up being pretty successful at it enough to, you know, pay my bills enough and make enough money to where I don't have to work for anyone else. Um, and then I started Bulletproof Investments where I then started teaching. Um, I kind of broke it down to like a six to eight class um, program to where you can, you know, learn how to trade Forex um, on your own. And then I also have a signal service where for $45 a month, I will send you two or three trades a week that um, basically in like a little onboarding session, I get you set up, get you a broker account, tell you where to plug in the numbers, what it all means, how to do it. And I send you, you know, a couple of trades a week and you can just plug them in. And I tell you, you know, when to get in, when to act, get out, where to put your stop losses, take profits, all that good stuff for someone that just wants to experiment with it, make a little money on the side. Um, and then I just as well do, I have some options on there to just sit down if you have, want to know more about a stock or there's a stock that you're looking into, I can just give you a stock advice on that one stock and look into it for you. Um, just using some of my resources that most people don't have uh, knowledge. Um, and then, you know, I can kind of also, I have an option on there to give you just kind of a, an investment plan. Um, you know, if you're working with a certain amount of money and you want to know what's the best option, you know, what to do with this money to get gains out of it, or what's the best way to, you know, dive into the stock market for someone that has no clue what they're doing. Um, you know, I can, you know, talk with people and I help them with that as well. Yeah. So how do you manage your time? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Um, so yeah, I, um, 
I admire and I look at a lot of people like uh, Elon Musk or like, you know, Joe Rogan that have a, uh, just a full schedule. And you really just got to kind of stick to a schedule for one. It's huge, you know, using your time wisely. Um, trust me, I try to use my time as wisely as possible so I can get out of the golf course. So, um, but I mean, really, that's all it is, man. I, I try to, you know, at least get, you know, five, six hours of sleep. But, you know, sometimes you just got to gotta push through, you know, uh, I do a lot at the same time, you know, when I'm, you know, working on editing a video or something like that, you know, I'm still answering phone calls for lawless or, you know, still doing stuff for the investment, you know, and I just try to schedule it all out the best as I can really, uh, some meals get skipped and some hours of sleep get lost, but ultimately it's all worth it. Hey, that's, and that, that is it. So what was there ever a point where when you're starting this, was there a fear involved that like, Hey, this might not work. And, and Oh yeah. Huge fear involved. I mean, going back, I don't, I mean, I, I ended up getting my high school diploma online. You know, I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything. I started playing music right out of high school. Um, thought I was going to be a superstar. So, um, and you know, and let's like, you know, just, you know, living the dream and thought I was and thought I was going to make it and it was all going to be cushion easy, but um yeah i mean there's a lot of fear involved because you know someone like me that had a good job you know like i said and was getting paid well with no nothing you know like i got those that job through connections so you know once you lose that if you don't if you can't start something else on your own you're kind of back to square one you know what i'm saying especially if you don't have much to use so for me especially like i mean it's there's a lot i mean it's all it's pretty much all in you know when i'm for me, you know, there could have been a sense I was back working, you know, doing who God knows what, you know, working at Walmart or some bullshit. So um, I just, you just, I just really, like I said, that last job kind of just really inspired me to just push through and, and make make it happen at all costs. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. When it was there a specific time where you failed in, in this entrepreneurship life? And oh yeah, lesson, yeah, for sure. That you learned from it. Um, yeah, man. Um, when the invest, when I first started getting into Forex, I lost, you know, thousands of dollars, um, just being eager, being too greedy. Um, I'd say one of the biggest things you can do is just take a step back and slow down sometimes. Just take it, just literally just take a step back and slow down. I mean, not everything has to happen right now. Not everything's going to be fixed right now. You're not going to make the most money right now. Nothing happens instantly. Nothing that, that's worthy of any of anything happens instantly. Um, and a lot of people, especially in this generation, when you have your phone in your hand and everything else, it's all about now, now, now. And, you know, a lot of people can get things now. Um, so I'd say just slow down, man. Yeah. just slow down. Um, you know, I've recently tried to get into a little bit of uh, like mental you know, therapy, slowing down myself. Um, like a little bit of um, drawing a blank uh, meditation, which I saw that you're into as well, um, which I think is very cool, you know, so probably could get some tips from you on that stuff. So, yeah, the, the meditation thing has been huge for me and it, my practice hasn't been that long. I mean, it's been a year and a half, two years, but especially Uh that's an entrepreneur. I think it's, uh, can be the most vital thing that you have. Yeah. And I can already tell just from talking to you, not that long like you're a high wired person ambitious person hard working person someone who yeah. is and and that's how i feel too at times and i felt like i would be in my head so much like that it was yeah. 
counterproductive at times, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to meditate allowed me to slow down my mind, almost think clear, see things that actually mattered instead of all yes. it, right? Exactly. Not, and that's another thing, getting back to the time, just using your time wisely. Don't be wasting time on, on penny anything that don't really matter. Um, and I was going to uh, touch on a couple little things about yep. crypto as well. Um, just because right now, I mean, everybody listening to this podcast, I'm sure has heard the word crypto or Bitcoin in the last week or in the last few days, because it is everywhere uh, right now. Um, and I kind of explain Bitcoin to people that ask me that don't really know about it. Um, and Bitcoin kind of runs these cycles, like these super cycles, um, as you can tell, like, you know, in, in 2020, we had the big wave where, it, you know, it shot up and everybody made all the money real quick. And then it comes down and it gets quiet for a while. And then, as you can see this year, it did the same thing. So it goes in these cycles. But what's different about the cycle this time that is, it was never a thing in the past is that now it's being backed by people that matter. Now Tesla's buying millions and billions of dollars of Bitcoin. Uh, Michael Saylor's buying, you know, all these big companies. Treasuries are, you know, unloading money into Bitcoin. And also not only is that make it stable, but also with things like COVID going on and people not trusting the government, when you have a decentralized currency that no one can take away, it becomes like gold 2.0 because now, you know, it's sitting there as an asset. And now that it's being backed by so many people, so many people have it. And you got to think there's only 21 million Bitcoins that can be mined. So once those all those Bitcoins are mined, then the value just goes up. Because you got to think like gold, there's still more out there. But you're saying here, there's a cap limit. And once you can't get more of something, the value just goes up insanely. So really the difference this time is just the validation. It's now been validated. Um, and before the skepticism of Bitcoin was that it wasn't validated, but now that it is, not only is it validated, it's highly accessible. You know, you can buy it on Cash App, you can buy it on PayPal, you can buy it on you know Coinbase, you can buy it on all these apps, you can go into a gas station and buy it. So it's just so highly accessible and so validated these times that this at this time that it's just it's not going anywhere. And I mean, it's definitely going up. And there is all the alternate coins well, but it was all initially driven from Bitcoin. So it's all, you know, semi the same path, but for, you know, for different uses. Yeah. And I, I recently have gotten into investing in Bitcoin too. I was a little bit shorter on the way, but I mean, I was back in like 1918, right? We yeah. see 58 today. So uh-huh. and in the game for a little bit and I yeah. just as you or anyone else at first started in may, may have had some skepticism, but then the mm-hmm. more, the, and then the more you watch it and you watch it just consistently like, go up. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. And the more yeah. that I see of like 10 years with, you know, over a hundred percent return in a row, like these mm-hmm. kind of stats are literally backed and you have yeah. Like yeah. Sayer with MicroStrategy that are putting billions of dollars of their assets into this decentralized currency. It's exactly. Exactly. And it's really insane, too, just that the amount of money that's being pumped into this stuff. And that as well is just the reason. I mean, it's not going to go anywhere. And all these other little coins like the Dogecoin that was basically started as a joke that now, you know, uh, I can't remember the person's name, but they a a big company or might have been Cuban, actually. 
Yeah. I think Cuban bought a bunch of it. And it's just people like that making big moves on the stuff makes a joke become now a huge money opportunity for a lot of people. Right. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, essentially it's like creating just stocks that are just numbers and, and names because, you know, some of them do have uses, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like Ripple and Ethereum and Litecoin they all have some pretty good uses as far as transferring money, you know, and making, you know, business deals from let's say one side of the world to the other be a lot safer and quicker. Um, but not all of them obviously or have a, a self purpose that is very validated or valuable. Right. Right. And that's, and I want to give a disclaimer. This is not any type of financial advice to yeah, no. research. This is just two dudes chatting about something that we are excited about and believe in. Yeah, for sure. If, for sure. And I, I mean, I've been doing this for six, seven years, but one thing I definitely don't consider myself as professional in is the crypto side of it. Because yeah. I mean, I don't think really anyone is. We're all new to the game and we're all trying to figure it out. I mean, and these right. sporadic jumps and dives and dips, I mean, no one can predict those. It's just, it's too, it's too wonky. Very, very volatile. But it, the best yeah. that I think for someone who's really trying to understand is just look at it as inflation versus the USD to a decentralized mm-hmm. currency that is gaining momentum and is appreciating. Yeah. Right. So yeah. look at it as a saving asset. If anything, I mean, I think that's the best way to look at Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, the US dollar is not, uh, it's not been doing anything good in a long time. <laughs> Just, <laughs> stimulus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the stimulus package is about the only good thing that's coming out of the u.s dollar <laughs> and that thing but help uh help crypto or bitcoin i mean oh yeah i mean i guarantee you a couple hundred dollars of all those stimulus checks went right back into crypto <laughs> yeah i saw a funny <laughs> i saw him back when it or it was like a full twitter account someone made a twitter account back when we first got the 1200 dollars stimulus that was like Hey, and it tracked, they put the $1,200 into Bitcoin, the stimulus mm-hmm. check. And they're like, yeah, my $1,200 stimulus check is now 10 grand or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you would have put the first one in there, that was about the time that it was still around 27, 30,000. And it's at like 50 something now. Yeah. So you would have been about 67, about 70 something percent on your money. So yeah, that's crazy. So anyone out there listening, I mean, do your own research, you know, uh, Something that's exciting that I don't think is going anywhere, as we both said. Yeah, yeah. And if you, and like I said, if you have questions or you, you know, want someone to ask about a plan or what do I do with X amount of dollars or anything like that, you know, you can go to, like I said, bulletproofinvestments.info, um, bulletproofinvestment, no S, uh, dot info. And, you know, I'll help you out the best I can. I've had a lot of people be very successful. Um, just kind of follow my path. And a lot of the, what I do just really goes back to people kind of want to rush and jump in. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying. It's just slowing down, you know, look at this in the long term um, goal, uh, get the words like, you know, Forex is a little bit different. But when you're looking at these big stocks, get the words like day trading and, and quick money schemes out of your brain. You know what I'm saying? When you're when you're buying any of these investments, I think, you know, everything is five to ten years. Yeah. So anyone starting investing, uh, that's just a, a good rule of thumb. Look at it long term, get the quick money out of your head 
and just think about this for something that you can rely on later in life as a support system, you know, for your kids or, you know, whatever, a big purchase down the road. But, um, you know, don't think of it as like the, the get great quick because it's not, it's not there. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's not anything called a get rich quick, right? So. No, no, no. Not unless you just happen to be one of the lucky people that had a bunch of money in it before anybody knew what it was. <laughs> take too much more of your time, but I have a few more questions that I think yeah. would really uh, like to hear your wisdom on. Yeah, for sure. So, tell me about what you think the best traits of an entrepreneur are that have helped you in your journey so far. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would say um, learning just to make good connections with people um, and keeping, keeping those connections without being too pushy. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a lot of times you can make a connection, but scare them away. Um, you have to understand that people, especially these people that are that you want to talk to, that can help you out are extremely busy. You know what I'm saying? They are people that have a lot going on. So there's just times where you just got to be patient with people, you know, make your connections, take the time, do your research, but be patient at the same time. Um, like, you know, this business deal that with Travis Austin, I just made it took over a year for us to, you know, actually get the product out and do everything. Um, so you just have to understand and just patience, my friend, and slow down and just yeah. really, you know, online, you have to understand the power of the computer and what do you have in front of you and just, you can learn anything. So just take the time, you know, if you don't understand something or don't, you know, realize what's going on or you want to know more, just take the time to, you know, do your due diligence, do your research and, you know, attack it from a different angle and just remember to be patient. Yeah. I think that's the overlying theme that we've listened, that we've talked about all these aspects of, you know, investing, entrepreneurship, building a business, making mm -hmm. connections. It's all about being patient. We are like, yeah. like instant gratification world. That's not how this. Mm -mm. Yeah. And you're not going to, you're not going to get gain respect or anything like that overnight either. All these things take time, you know, getting, you know, your social media presence built up, as you know, like it, it just, it takes time. It takes having good podcasts. It takes having a reason validation to follow you to, you know, take people's time of day to, you know, see what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have one more question for you that I like awesome. to guest and it is in the big term in the long term, however you want to look at it. What is your definition of success? Okay. Um, my definition of success would be whatever makes you and the people around you happy. You don't have to have a million dollars, but if you have a you know a happy home and a happy wife and a happy dog or kid or whatever it is, and you are content at the end of the night, then you are successful. You know, I don't care, you know, what you're doing. You can be running off bare minimum, but if that bare minimum keeps you healthy and has gives you food and gives keeps you happy, then that's all you need. So I think just, you know, ultimately just being happy. Don't go work your ass off just to make that big paycheck, but be miserable every day. Mm. Mm. Words of the wise right there. Yeah. I mean, why I'm doing what I'm doing today. So, you know, there's some days where I wish I could just go collect a check, but, you know, ultimately I'm doing this because it's what makes me happy. Mm, that's amazing. Ty, thank you so much for your time. Tell everybody where they can find you on social. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, my personal social media is Ty underscore Lawless Company. Um, and then the business profile is The Lawless Company. Um, and then The Lawless Exposure has a Instagram as well. Those are all the Instagrams. And then the website for Lawless Company is lawlesscompanyapparel.com. 
And the website for the investment company is bulletproofinvestment.info. And that's all that right there. And it was very, very, very nice of you to have me on, man. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. Everybody go check out Ty and all the great gear over at Lawless. I was checking out great stuff over there. Like we talked about the hats, the apparel. Yeah, man. I'm going to send you a couple hats and stuff too for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Would love to do that. So Ty, thank you so much for your time and everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Breathe and Air podcast where everyday action meets extraordinary mindset. As always, if y'all are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. If you enjoyed me and Ty's conversation today, leave a comment, leave a rating. Let us know. For sure. I'd love to know what y'all people think. Yeah. Reach out to Ty too. I'm sure he'd be happy to talk to you as well. So yeah. for any questions that you guys had over the podcast. So thank y'all so much for your time and have a great rest of your week. Peace. <laughs>